nice weather we're having. Yes, out of all <laughs> topics, let's talk about the weather. <laughs> let's talk about the weather. Bitch, this is take, what, 107. <laughs> because either we get interrupted or I fuck up so bad or we complete it and then I come back and I'm just not happy. You know what? I will do anything to make you happy. Oh, my heart. For Sip you. It. The whole world. The whole world. The, the whole universe that oh. is forever expanding. All of it for you. You know what? Ivan me. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone will. Yeah. There's a lot of love here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so much love that I don't even care that I'm not loved by anyone else. That just makes me sad. Cool. <laughs> that just makes me sad. Now I'm going to overcompensate. <laughs> <laughs> love me more. I will love you even more. Yay. But welcome back, guys. Sorry. That was like a... We're sharing. We're sharing, sharing the love. Sharing is caring. <laughs> That's how the world got AIDS. Because people shared like too much. This just took a turn <laughs> into no. Welcome <laughs> to Thunder Noodle. Hoogily <laughs> boogily. <laughs> what a great start for the episode, guys. It is part two. I want to warn you for today mm. because it gets confusing, okay? I did a, at the end of part one, mm. I did a little summary for you. Just so you can kind of get your head ready to where we are heading towards, okay? Okay. So keep that in mind mm -hmm. as I am about to give you all of this information. That Are I'm about to slap in your face. Going to tip my whole world upside down. Yes. So the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shouldn't even hesitate. Yeah. The, the little summary I gave you, I'm going to explain all of it to you now. So what Yay. I want you to keep in the back of your head is throughout all of this, because it is going to get confusing. Go, go, I got confused. Because I tried to group the different similar circumstances together and then I was like, but the dates don't correlate. So am I going to do this chronologically? And I think that is the best way. So what I'm going to do today is name some facts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Name some, maybe not some facts. Name some happenings, some things. And you can discuss them if you want to. But I'm literally just, it's a list, bitch. And I'm giving you this list. What you need to keep in mind throughout this list. I need to keep a lot in mind, Dad. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. All of the little mental notes, little sticky notes in your brain. I are making them. All of them, the highlighters, yeah. the whole thing. So my pin it. Yes. He, Peter and Vivian, his wife in Denmark, mm -hmm. them two are still having sexual relations. They're still about chicken Up until the point that I tell you that they are no longer doing this. Okay. So keep that there. So they are having some freaky time. Yes. Until said otherwise. Yes. Okay. Noted. Peter yeah. is still a Thatcher. He is still pulling this thatching thing. Fucking. No matter where he goes. No matter where he goes. He is thatching. He is thatching. Wow. He has commitment to one thing. Yeah. So I'm going to name a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you. Okay. Here's a new person. Here's a new person. Here's a new this. Here's a new that. 
Most of them have pseudonames. It's like your own Jeffrey Epstein list, bro. Right. Just name of their name of their name. It is intense. Most of them have pseudonames. Okay. So I am going to stick with the names that were written in the book. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's easier mm-hmm. and it's better. And if you go read the book, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. Slay. There you go. Okay. Uh, just by the way, guys, if you could only see... It looks so cute today. I love your hair. Oh, thank you. She has a little space buns going on. She looks so super slay. Oh, thank love you. It. I am trying to just keep it out of my face. Oh, uh, yeah. So I can get all up in your face. Yes, bitch. <laughs> I almost said something so nasty to you just now. What? But I can't because then you're going to slide up out of here and then we can't finish this podcast again. Oh, so let's put a little pin in that. You're like a man. You bring me to the <laughs> edge and then you just stop. Yeah. And then I'm all like, what the fuck was this about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm embracing my... What did that... Divine masculinity. Divine masculinity. That fucking documentary I knew, killed me, man. I knew you were going to bring that shit up. And I need to stop referring to it so sarcastically because people are going to start thinking that I'm serious. Oh. Yeah. You know when you say... When you start out saying YOLO sarcastically or live, love, love sarcastically, mm. but you say it enough... That it's not sarcastic anymore. It's just something you say now. That is where I'm Story at with above. the whole twin flame situation. <laughs> because I'm being super sarcastic. But I feel like... I feel like our listeners should always take what we say with a hinge of sarcasm. Because I would and a, say... And a load of salt. Yeah. Because I would say at least 90% of the time, we are being sarcastic. But fuck, bitch, let's get into the shit let's before we just have a shit talking session. Yes. <laughs> Which we love. We love it. Yeah. We'll do one little mini sode where we just talk cuck. We can have our listeners give us topics to discuss. <gasps> totally do that. Go yes. comment on our Instagram page. Thunder Noodle. Yeah, we can call it Ear Bleach. <gasps> for the, if you need an Ear Bleach episode for too much true crime, yeah. we can do that. We, we need to do an totally Ear Bleach episode. Yeah. We just talk shit. Yes. About anything you guys want us to talk about. Yeah. Well, not anything. It has to be approved. Yeah. By us. <laughs> By us. But we're pretty much open as fuck. We'll talk about yeah. anything. Okay, so let's get into this. Are we ready to be traumatized? Yes! Character development. Let's go. One day, Vivian was drugged by Peter. That was a very intense start. I know. So we know that Peter has... Well, bitch, I know, but I don't know <laughs> where we're at and what I have because I've told you these things a few times now and I'm <laughs> confused. But Peter has drugs that he has stolen from people. Okay. Nice. He has acquired some drugs. Medical drugs? This will come more apparent. Okay. So we just know throughout. Drugs. He's got some drugs. Okay. Okay. Peter's got drugs and he drugs Vivian, his wife. Slow. So she wakes up. And her genitals are pierced. Some little jewelries. That's fucked up. Peter believed that all women were masochists, says one of his former mistresses. And it just had to be awakened. I love when men tell women what women wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super slow. Peter would also sabotage his competitors. Competitors within the thatching business. Oh, not like between I said, bitches. Not between. <laughs> we're going to jump, girl. Okay. Okay. If you're confused, no just let me know. Okay. Peter would sabotage his competitors. He would go. So, obviously, they use these straw things to mm. thatch the roofs. Now, these straw things would be 
closed up within barrels or whatever and obviously their equipment so he would go and he would cut open these things so that it, if it rains obviously it's not treated because it's not in the roof yet yeah and it would go all muff muff it will mold it would he would ruin what an asshole whatever he could do to sabotage you he would fucking do it okay Puss. he would also commit insurance fraud he tied a rope to one of the barns on his property and he tied the other end of the rope to a tractor and one day when there was a big storm he pushed the petrol <laughs> and the barn went kaboom concaved onto itself no more barn and then he said to insurance well this storm just wrecked my barn and then he got insurance money for it man of many talents <laughs> he would also be a poacher he would go onto his neighbor's farms and I know in one instance there was a red deer, which you're not allowed to shoot. Mm. Peter shot. He didn't give a shit. Peter okay? doesn't care what he can and cannot do. Peter will do it all. Yes. One of his neighbors, he got into a little tiff. And so he, he clipped the brakes on this guy's car. Bitch. And as the guy was driving, he noticed something wasn't okay. But smart little cookie, he used his little handbrake ah. to get... To the, the mechanic. And then the car people told him, listen, your brakes were clipped. You, if you didn't notice this and act the way you did, you, you would have crashed and died. Okay? Wow. Paul, Peter's father, would say that Peter took his inheritance early. So he would, I'm assuming that there was a trust or something that was, so Peter would ask for this before he was allowed to get it. Okay. okay. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can release funds like that. I mean, you can do with your money whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So, Just means you're not going to get it later on in life. Yeah. So he did that, but he also stole from his father. Because, okay. you know, inheritance isn't enough. Mm. And life. <laughs> now, because of his grandfather's reputation and his father's good reputation, somehow, Peter became a part of the Men's Guild in Zealand. Okay? Mm. And he would be responsible for the checkbook this would fall under one of his responsibilities okay and it came to their attention that 30,000 kroner was stolen this is between 70 to 90,000 rand how do you only notice when it gets to that amount of money yeah oh my gosh so they let him go okay good choice when a person that rented a property on peter's farm got into a fight with him he poured sugar into the engine of this man's agricultural equipment it is said alleged that he killed two people in denmark professor swanson whom he bought rygard from mm. his wife would say this but unfortunately she is 92 years old now and she cannot remember who these people were but she clearly remembers two people were killed by peter on 14 July 1987, Professor Swanson would die from prostate cancer. Oh, fuck. Thank yeah. goodness. No. Not thank goodness. <laughs> Hold on. Let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought Peter killed someone yeah, else. There's so many suspicious murders. We just have to. So I don't mean thank goodness that he had prostate cancer and died. That is horrible. But thank goodness he, he did not lose his life to Peter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whom is worse than cancer. Let's be honest. And all Professor Swanson wanted was to lie by the window in his house and look out over the beautiful fields and the property of Rygard. 
Yeah. But since Peter now has scammed this professor into taking his property, and Peter's now currently living there, waiting for something to happen to Mr. Swanson so that his wife can move into the, the small little house and they can take the big house, um, Peter's now responsible for this property, and he let it go to shit. It was basically like a wilderness compared to this beautiful property it was before. Mm. So poor Mr. Swanson could not even get his wish to just look out the window and stare at the beauty that once was. That is so sad. He also died at the verge of bankruptcy. That's even more sad. This poor old man just wants to look at what he once owned and just have a peaceful way out. And now you fucking make him stress about his money and his wife that he's leaving with no money and a shit yard to look at. What a dick. Peter would renovate one of the little apartments on the property for his mistresses. It is said that Vivian knew about this. So she's busy bow wow and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's like Marlene. Yeah. <gasps> just People share. Are just share. Okay with sharing their husbands? Yeah. I think it maybe got to now I don't know if she knew, but this is what the mistress said. Mm. So I don't know if she just like you say got to a point. Hade, bruh, do what you want. <laughs> I don't uh, care. I don't even fucking care. I have my kids, I have my horses. We good. Mm-hmm. Peter also stole one of his employees' cars and he sold it. Well, that's nice. Do you want to just take one of our cars and just just sell it? Just sell it. Totally chill. What would, the fuck? He would pay his employees in cash and the little amounts of cash he would give them. Yeah. So you make packets of 10 mm-hmm. out of the different notes, right? So he would hand them these little packets of the 10 packs, whatever. But instead of putting 10 notes in a pack, he would put nine. So he'll give you five little combined packs of cash. And you'd think, okay, that means there's 50. No, there's 45. And he would not say anything about it, just hoping they won't notice. So I'm assuming that he was able to pay them. He just did this out of pure spite. I feel like he just takes any opportunity to scam someone And he just fucking takes it and he runs with it. Yeah, basically. What a dick. In 1987, he got kicked out of the WTL, the Weapons Technology Laboratory. Slay. Hmm. Peter would let the property go to shit even further. And when he had people over, he would clean it by shoving all of the rubbish down a hatch in the floor, which would lead to a wine cellar. Mm. So instead of you know, cleaning. He just dumped it all in there. And it got so bad that the rubbish piled up all the way up the staircase. What a disgusting man. He would tell his staff that worked with him, for him, that he had agreements with farmers for straw, the straw that they used to thatch. And so employees could go onto these properties and take the the straw that they needed. Mm. And they did this about 12 to 13 times on one property. And then one day the farmer came to them and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, and they tell him, uh, Peter has an agreement with you. And the farmer hits them up. Mm-mm, no, he does not. <laughs> he was stealing. Imagine my, I would shit myself. Imagine you think you're just doing your job and then someone comes up to you. You're a fucking thief, bruh. Yeah. I'd be like, please don't call the police. I want to go to jail. That's so fucked up. Peter stole an engine from one of his customers that he was roofing for. And
And he just set it on fire. He just burned it. Not even for money, just... Mm -mm. He would also burn down one of his competitors' farmhouses. I'm surprised at all this information. And then I'm like, why am I surprised? Yeah. I should just expect it. It was said that Peter always walked around with a loaded gun on him. So I'm assuming this is why nobody stood up to him or... I mean, yeah, if I see somebody with a gun, fucking... Well, you know how I react when (laughs) I see people with guns. So I would stay very far away from him if I knew that. That's petrifying. And he's such an unhinged man. Mm. Now we are in the 1990s. Okay. He would travel to USA, the Americas, and he would go to New York to go thatch some roofs. Welcome to New York. And he took a mistress with him. Not even his own wife. Mm-mm. That's rude. He met two people, two Danish people, and he took them along as well because they would help him with his business. And he left them to do the business while he gallivanted and spent time with his mistress. And one night he took them to a party and everyone at the party was dressed in Nazi uniforms. Oh, I would run. When they returned to Denmark, Peter asked them if he could just quickly get something out of their bags. And they're like, um, okay, what? Inside their bags, he hid a disassembled gun that he was sneaking back from America. So he took it apart and hid it in their bags. So if customs caught anybody, they would be caught. Yeah. It's crazy that they weren't fucking caught. Right. But imagine, to your surprise, you pack your bag in that. I don't remember packing mm. parts of a gun. And how sneaky is that? Okay. I'm fucking, I would be so creeped out if somebody told me oh. that they were in my bag without I, me noticing. I hate that. Ugh. He met another Danish-American couple on one of his trips. Mm. And I'm not exactly sure what happened there. But their two kids would be burned alive while being alone at the house. And we all know Peter's a little firebug. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. That is fucked. Back at Rygaard in Denmark, he would start another affair. This woman had a horse on the farm. I feel like his way to get bitches is just be like, yeah, bring your horse to my farm. Park your horse here. And then I'll park my horse over there. (laughs) So random. What the hell? She was 30 years older than him. Okay. Uh, Milf. Mm-hmm. He would also start an ath- another affair. An affair. An affair <laughs> with a girl called Jay. Okay. She was a stewardess and she he met her on the airplane on one of his travels. And these two would travel to Mexico and Poland. They would go hunting together. They would even try to have kids together. But Peter ended the relationship Because he felt that she was too dominant. Okay. In October of 1990, Vivian had a son. (laughs) Peter would expand his business to Germany. He employed a woman to manage the properties and he took her to bed. She said that he probably did not finish one roof in Germany. The museum that had the weapons would also state that the weapons Peter returned to them, say, for instance, he would book out weapons to, I don't know, analyze them, 
fucking work on them, repair them. The ones he would bring back, they would later discover that many of them were dummies. How do you not check that on arrival? How do you not expect people to do something like that? Because to me, if you go to a museum, they go through all of this trouble to keep their shit safe and all of that, which I get. I totally get it. But I also totally get why people would steal that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give it out, I mean, at least check it. Yeah, but remember, he's a trusted member. He's this guy with this good name. No, fuck. Don't trust anyone, guys. Don't trust anyone except for S. <laughs> <laughs> he would employ a man called Lars. Lars was a former butcher and he got fired because he got drunk too often. <laughs> but Lars would be cornered by the police Ooh. and he would become an informant for them Ooh. because they are seeing Peter and they are getting a little bit suspicious. Mm. So Lars helped them and they got a warrant to search Peter's house. And while they're doing this, Peter's getting suspicious. And he's like, how are the police, all my contacts, I have contacts with the police. I have contacts with this, 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 and this. How are they finding these things out? Mm. So he built a little puzzle in his head. He did some math and he worked out. There must be a snitch. Snitches get stitches. And then he zoomed in on Laws. And he figured out that Laws was the snitch. Fuck. So he decided to go have some beers with Lars at his home. Mm. And 20 minutes after Peter left, Lars died. A murder investigation was launched, but the coroner could not find anything suspicious. It didn't look hard enough. So what we know from Peter's drugs, what has been figured out, is that he was in possession of atrophine. And this is a substance that would be used by vets or cattle ranchers to, <laughs> the, the sentence literally read, to stun heifers. <laughs> if you had to say that, I'd be like, bitch, what the fuck are you trying to say? Yeah. What gibberish is coming out of your mouth? So it's a tranquilizer, okay? Okay. And it is there said in normal English, <laughs> one milliliter of atrophine can kill 40 people. Okay. Now, <laughs> I just can't, I can't get it. The first time we went through this, it goes, it can kill 40 Peters. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we fucking need that. Yeah. <laughs> so a veterinary clinic employee mm. moved in to a room at Rygard. Yeah. She rented from Peter and she would have atrophine and other medicines in her go bag. She moved in there before Lars died. It is said that because most people are going to be like, oh, this is weird. Why don't she carry walk around with it? But I'm imagining. I was people. Yeah. <laughs> that she gets called out in the middle of the night. Listen, yeah. this heifer <laughs> is fucking going cray cray. Can you please come help me? So she goes stuns, you know? I'm going to start calling people heifers. Because <laughs> I, I feel like no one's going to know what I'm saying. And I feel like if someone called me a heifer, I would be insulted. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? So, in 2015, South African police would confiscate Romplin and Seda Ferone from Peter. I am butchering these names. Are so, those people? Hey? Are those people? No, those are medicines. They're <laughs> drugs. Drugs. 
Okay. Please con- confiscate, pe- confiscate. confiscate people from you. <laughs> Can they? Oh, yes, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I don't know, but I got a bit lost there. But okay. I'm back on track. Okay, no. We quickly, we did a quick jump to 2015. Yeah. Okay. These were also drugs found on Peter. We discussed the etrophine now. Okay. These were two other substances that right. were found on Peter. Okay. At that time? Yes. Or in 2015? In 2015. Heavy. Okay, but now we jump back to 90s. Okay. Okay. Where we just know about the etrophine. The etrophine. The script for this etrophine was written by a vet in 1992 for the use in his own practice. And the girl who rented from Peter worked at this vet's clinic. Okay. In his notebook, Peter wrote that he poured etrophine into beer. Because etrophine has an extremely bitter taste. And what better to mask a bitter taste than a bitter beer? With a bitter person. Yes. If you drink etrophine, the liver will kick in Mm. and it will try to save you. It will work very hard, but it will fail. Oh. So it is said that if if you ingest a teeny little droplet of this, it will take approximately one and a half to two hours for you to to just drop dead and if no funny feelings you just yeah you i think you probably start feeling a bit woozy um i'm assuming that this isn't tested (laughs) on people you know and as we know from the crime cases we've done that coroners if they look for poison or something you were drugged with they need to test for something specific yeah if they probably have a, a big scale mm. with, say, for instance, the, the normal poisons or drugs for you to, to be tested. But, I mean, something like etrophine, who the fuck's going to test for that? They don't Who's gonna think, think of that. Yes. Yeah, he was poisoned with yeah. fucking a tranquilizer for heifers. <laughs> yeah, so unless it is stated test for this, then they don't know. That's crazy. And I mean, it, it just, makes sense because otherwise you're just wasting time yeah. and money for football. And I'm assuming it just looks like you went into liver failure and then your heart kicked out. I'm assuming. That's crazy. In 1992, Vivian gave birth to another son. Oh my gosh. Get a TV or something. Go ride your horse. Stop riding Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Peter would manipulate his employees to lie to the police. Peter's father, Paul became an alcoholic, and it got so bad that he fell down the stairs and he became paralyzed. Is this, like, for real, or was he pushed, perhaps? No, I think he was drunk. Okay. I'm just Jackie. So they had to sell their house, and the mother, Renata, would move into an apartment, and they would move old Papa Paul into an, I'm assuming, an assisted living home. They called Uh it a shelter. So... So the fall was bad. Yeah. He was paralyzed from the waist down. Legs, no, no, (laughs) worky-worky. But I mean, a paralyzed person, if you have someone to take care of you, but maybe she was too old to take care of her husband. I'm I'm assuming that he is a raging alcoholic. So imagine a paralyzed raging alcoholic. That can't be easy to deal with. Not live life loving in those Mm -hmm. conditions. In 1993, Peter got charged. Oh. The popo was charging him. With what? With the possession of weapons that he obtained illegally. Hi, Peter. But many witnesses would change their statements. And they would claim that police basically coerced them into saying what they said. 
So Peter would get away with serving only 20 days in jail and a 10,000 kroner fine. That is about 30k, give or take. 27k. That's a lot of money. Mm. Now we are in 1993 to 2001. Okay. Okay. Peter joined... <laughs> You're going to hear now why it came out like that, okay? <laughs> Peter joined an association for pseudo-masochists in Copenhagen. Okay, There Peter. he would meet a priestess, a lesbian priestess, a satanic lesbian priestess. <laughs> I just love how we can put satanic and lesbian and make them sound like they're both equally as evil. I was trying to make it build up. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, but ah. but this is how it is stated, okay? And apparently this makes it worse. I don't fucking understand why. But anyway, girls eating other girls out is a very scary. It's very scary. Should be very afraid. <laughs> the men should be afraid you know, I'm about to steal your bitch Your mom <laughs> and your sister All of the above <laughs> And then I'll become your stepmom And ground you forever And make you go to bed at 1pm And you can call me daddy <laughs> And you can call me daddy So this priestess Was obsessed With the satan Okay satan. Why so many of these cases Have to have a little sprinkle of the devil i do not know but fuck it man okay i'm over it <laughs> all right yeah listen the attention seeking you're doing not cool bro no it's a bad look yeah so she invited peter to her house and she told him that she wanted to be circumcised well that must have excited him because mm, you know when he was in kenya he heard about this and he was all like wow circumcision which, firstly, can I just say, when I started researching this case, it made no sense to me whatsoever mm. because I don't understand how females can be circumcised. Okay? Aren't you just snipping away my, my goods? So there is a, a piece of skin yeah. over the holy mountain. Okay? <laughs> and that is usually yeah. what they put the piercings through. The yeah. piercing doesn't go straight through the... I would hope not. The mountain. Yeah. It goes over the little volkis, over the mountain. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, now I'm assuming that that is considered the foreskin, and then that is what is That snapped. is what he's trying to... Because yes. when you said circumcision, I'm thinking... Are of you, a dude. Are you, like, snipping my, my holy grail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I... That's what I thought. Thought, um, yeah. So it was... This is what I'm now... Because... She would ask him to remove her foreskin. Okay. You see? Yeah, so that so makes sense. That, what that you're saying. For me. Yeah. Okay. okay, I get. And now a new person would enter into this tale. His name is John. Okay? That's an interesting name. And John is a friend of one of Peter's mistresses. Hmm. He was very well known as the penis doctor. <laughs> as he would... Perform enlargements and I almost said circumferences, <laughs> circumcisions for men. And he would tell Peter that he has done this for women as well. So Peter hits him up and he's like, yo, this priestess wants me to cut it, cut, cut. So tell me a few things. And John loved the conversation. How dare Bruma Dizzle? Yes, let's talk about the snippy snip. 
That's like me and going to a doctor and being like, oh, S wants me to perform heart surgery. Just run me through it real quick. Yeah. And he even invited Peter to his clinic to observe. Hi. So now that Peter had all of this knowledge, he... That is not knowledge. <laughs> he procured the equipment needed and he cut the priestess. He snippity snipped. John and Peter would become very good friends and they would go wild game hunting in South Africa. They would shoot elephants and rhinos. Fucking dickheads. Leave our motherfucking animals alone. And our clits. Apparently, apparently, the removal of the clitoris. Now, I thought it was just the skin. Mm. Apparently not. They cut off the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. So I do not know whether all that the person wanted to have removed was the skin or if they wanted the whole clitoris to be removed or if they just decided they're going to cut off the whole thing. If you could cut them separately, I don't know. I don't want to Google this shit. No, I don't even want to know. I don't think I want to know no. either. But according to this doctor, if you remove the clitoris, then you will have a stronger, stronger feeling within the vagina. This angered me because why would a woman, a woman, <laughs> see I'm so angry I can't even talk. Why would a man want to perform this procedure on a woman for her to have stronger feelings within the vagina? It's because that is where he sticks it in. Yeah. That is his pleasure center. Yeah. So he doesn't want to take a walk around the bush. No, no, no. He just wants to go into the tunnel. So that's better for him, you know? Does that make sense what I'm trying it to say? It makes sense. I just don't. It's, it, like, I get what you're saying, but it yeah. doesn't make sense. Because that's going to, what, make his dick perform better. Because now that is the only place you're going to have feeling. I'm just going to be more depressed because I'm going to know I could have felt more with mm -hmm. my fucking clits than without it. So now you're just pissing me off because yeah. the one pleasure I get in this world, you've taken it. You're an asshole. Yeah. Now we are in 1995. Okay. Peter became bored, so he put Rygod up for sale as he wanted to move to Namibia. He planned to buy a farm there and he went and he spoke to Vivian's dad and he said that, hey, maybe you should help me. Look at this beautiful property. Look at Namibia. Look at Africa, man. <laughs> and Vivian and Peter were divorced, but he said to the father, then Vivian and the kids can move here with me to Namibia. Vivian was like, Nortis, Tortis, Brew, I'm not going to Africa. <laughs> I don't blame you. We have load shedding. <laughs> Peter paid 20,000 Rand to have preemnition rights to this farm. But Vivian stated that she did not like black people, snakes, or spiders. Well done. You can't just drop the fact that she's racist and then go, oh, and snakes and spiders. This is what Vivian said. <laughs> this was why. What the yeah. fuck? Okay. <laughs> so, meantime, a little bit of sorry that I felt for this woman. It's gone. It's gone. I don't feel bad anymore. So Peter decided, okay. Now he's, I'm glad he's fucking other bitches. <laughs> he's going to withdraw the sale from Rygod. Vivian's not happy with this whole situation. Racist bitch. Okay, whatever. <laughs> In 1996, Pe Peter became a supplier of weapons and explosives. 
Yes, let's give the crazy <clears throat> man access to these types of things. Love that. On the 21st of July in 1996, a powerful bomb was placed in front of the Hells Angels headquarters in Norabo. Ooh. Remember I told you that some some rockers <laughs> show up at the house? Mm. But the bomb did not go off. They but on rocked the, it away. <laughs> on the 4th of September 1996, I'm lying to you, the 4th of October in 1996, a car bomb went off and a Hell's Angel member was walking out of the parking lot when it went off. The bomb was attached under the car, but for some reason it detached and it rolled away. I'm assuming it's a cylindrical, that's the only thing that made sense in my mind. Well, it can't be a square. (laughs) No, 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 because how does, yeah, okay. And it rolled away and then it detonated. So it did not hurt the intended people that it was supposed to hurt. Kind of like was supposed to get in the car Mm -hmm. and then Yeah. Meantime, mans didn't do his job properly because he's a lazy fuck. Yeah. And then it failed. Now, it is alleged that Peter was the supplier of said explosive devices or the stuff that makes it go kaboom. I'm not sure. Mm. Peter was again under the police's radar. So they raided his house. They found 400 items, I'm assuming weapons, and three and a half kilos of TNT in his freezer. TNT. Mm. I'm dynamite. Now he puts it in the freezer because apparently it should not sweat. I did not know that TNT can sweat. <laughs> but okay. He was placed in solitary confinement for 22 days. When Peter got out, he went on the hunt for women to be pierced. Lisa was seduced by Peter after he was there to thatch her roof. <laughs> Peter told all of his mistresses that he was married, but he was going through a divorce. He is divorced, by the way. His wife treated him badly, and he was afraid of her. And also, he has never cheated on her. You are the first one. Liar! But I don't care, because your wife is a racist. (laughs) The truth was that Vivian fled Rygaard with the children because of Peter's numerous, numerous, numerous affairs and his run-ins with the police. Oh, so eventually she got tired of sharing romance and was like, you know what? Mm. Your problem now. I'm tired of you constantly bringing the police to my house, exposing my kids mm. to all your frigging mistresses. All your heifers. <laughs> all your heifers. I'm out her. Yeah. Peter okay. would introduce Lisa to his mother, the mistress. Wow. And I'm assuming this just made it so much more believable to this Lisa mm. because... Like, why would you just introduce me to your mom? Peter would tell them that he's only ever slept with Vivian and then whomever the mistress is. So, you know, two people. Two people. Mm -hmm. Peter joined the Black Society. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's ironic. It was a closed club for people who are sexually attracted to pain. His employees also suspected him of having an interest in upsetting children what a sick man one employee would say that he could see it in peter's daughter's eyes she would look hurt when peter was around one mistress helen got married peter wanted them to have their genitals 
pierced herself, her new husband, and Peter, as this would cement their friendship. Because that's totally what friends go do together. Yo, do you want to go get your coochie pierced with me? So now you must understand, he's not only bedding Vivian. He is running multiple relationships with various women. Helen would be one that stayed for a longer period of time. And her husband? Did he... Was this before her husband? This was before her husband. But they stayed friends. And I'm assuming some shit went down there because who just randomly suggests, hey, let's pierce our total monster (laughs) together, you know? Maybe he also likes... Maybe, we don't know. So they got together and they pierced each other. Oh, they went through with this. But it went wrong. Of course it went wrong. So they would rush to Rygod, where Peter's mom was waiting. And she managed to stop the bleeding. She helps? Yeah, remember she's a midwife. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I would judge you so hard. Mama's boy. Why are you out here piercing your your goodies with a Mm -hmm. married couple? That is so weird. The married couple would say that Peter's mom took him outside and she screamed at him. You know, she reprimanded her boy. You know what? I stand this, mom. I take it back. Yeah. Love her. You're going to take that back too. Hate her. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter got himself some better supplies. He said he really wanted to do these things. So then he must do it properly. The husband got an infection. And the woman got gangrene. But they stayed friends with Peter. And they even took on a thatching project together. This is wild. One night they had sparkling wine. And the next day the two woke up and Peter had stolen the contract for their project. It proved that Peter owned, owed them 150,000 kroner, which is give or take four, five hundred thousand rand. So they had no proof of this and they decided not to go to the police. The woman would state that she is happy today that she didn't do anything because Peter would probably have had them killed. She's not wrong. Mm. But you always got your cooch pierced with him, so. The fourth trial against Peter began in February of 1997. Again, for weapons and explosives. Peter decided he was not going to jail. Not so again. he put Rygod up again for sale. This time for six million kroner. That's Bitch, a lot of money. That is, yes, us. my math is not mathing. 15 to 18 million rand. Jesus. Vivian did not want to sell, but Peter convinced her. And Peter got 1.5 million kroner in profit. Vivian continued her life as a single mom. And she rented a flat or bought a flat. She got herself a flat mm. in Farum, still in Denmark. Peter required required himself a new farm in Sweden and he would move all of his goods to the new property. But Peter would dream of a farm in Africa, South Africa. Leave us alone. In May 1997, Peter inquired about a hunting farm in Pretoria, but a safari organizer said unless Peter wanted to work 365 days a year, He would not recommend it. It's hard work being a farmer, man. Yeah. So, shout out to all our farmers. Mm. You guys are super slayer. So, Peter got a weapons permit in Sweden. Mm. 
and he would phone Vivian daily. Peter attempted to become a weapons trader in Sweden, but because he applied for this, the police tracked him down. And they sent all of the documents to Sweden, Mm. and then Sweden decided they would force Peter to do weekly check-ins with a social worker at a correctional facility. And upon entering this meeting weekly, he would have to take a breathalyzer. So Peter failed a breathalyzer, Mm. and his agreement fell through. He was missing 18 days of his sentence, so he went into hiding. But he was caught. So Peter had to serve his 18 days, but he ran. Vivian was then tasked with selling his wild boars and his brother Niels had to take all of the illegal weapons and Peter fled to North Zealand. He rented a room in and set out <laughs> and set out to renovate a roof in a neighboring town. The women of the house were seduced by Peter and she would later say that this love affair ruined her life. Now we enter 2001. Peter would give Inger Lees champagne after convincing her to shorten her labia. He drugged her and instead of just cutting her labia, he removed her clitoris. He sewed her up so tight that the opening to her vagina was so small that she would say a finger could barely fit inside. She had to go see a doctor to try and restore the damage Peter had done, but she was too scared to name Peter. She stated that he had been involved in two murders, but she could not remember the names. Now, the other lady, she was fuck old. I get how she could have forgotten. How the fuck do you forget? Mm-hmm. You know, if I come to you and I go, hey, yes, you know what I did? <laughs> I killed someone. Are you going to forget about that? No. It's no. not I. Mm-mm. Especially if after that you ruin my happy place. Yeah. Now, before he did this to her, she would say that one night he cooked for her. And I'm assuming that he spoke about the, the circumferences. <laughs> <laughs> the circumcisions a lot. You know, people talk about what they're passionate about, I guess. <laughs> so one night he would cook for her, but the chicken and mushroom dish tasted a bit funny. Oh, God. And he kept staring at her while she ate. And she asked him, listen, what is this? What's what's going on? It's a bit chewy. And he told her that it was genital parts that he stored in his freezer that he decided to cook up for her. No, I like women. But I think that took eating someone out a bit too far. Much (laughs) too far. (laughs) Much too far. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed the target on that. Ingerly said that after Peter revealed the source of the meat, mm. she ran to the bathroom and she threw up. How would she be blowing chunks at him? Yeah. She also stated that he became violent in their relationship. After the mutilation of her genitals, she fled. Five months later, she would visit a surgeon. The surgeon reported the incident, but... Ingalese refused to name Peter. Peter had sent her many letters and even showed up at a churchyard one day to see her. He came up from behind and he tried to rape her. So she hit him with her bag and she ran off. That is intense. This poor lady. Peter would get her phone number 
from police officers that he knew and he would continue to harass her. What a dick. I want to kick this guy in his freaking face and then chop his penis off and feed it to him. And he, aggressive. he would write in his journal that he would call her numerous times. Now we're heading into 2002 to 2004. So Peter and Vivian decide that they would start a new thatching business. Why is she still speaking to this man? When Peter needed money, he would start a new project, but with upfront payments. And then he would not finish the project. Peter would meet another woman, a married woman, and she would help him fill out forms to take his business to developing countries. The two would have an affair. Peter's visa got approved and his, he made his way to Bloemfontein. Oh, where he would set up a thatching business in Bloemfontein. Leave these small towns alone. <laughs> in 2004, Peter and Vivian got remarried. Was she still in Denmark? Yes. She didn't come with him. Mm-mm. And now she's remarrying him after she knows he's been bachka-pow-wowing. Yes, they apparently did this for tax purposes for the new business. But they mm, would that's get... That's not her problem. Mm. They would get divorced in 2005. Are we surprised? So the woman who helped him, his mistress that helped him to fill in the paperwork, her name's Lisa. Another Lisa, one. yes, would fly to Bloemfontein to visit him. Peter would stay in a guest house in Bloemfontein called Kuron Lodge. He befriended the owners and Lisa would join Peter at this lodge. And Peter told them, the owners, that she's going to stay for a while. But she left after staying only a few days. It was announced that she would fly back to Europe immediately. The morning they had breakfast together, Lisa looked very pale and sick. After the two left to go to the airport, a scream came from their room. It was the cleaning lady. The room was a bloody mess. So the owners came rushing in. And the owner's wife stated that it was more than a menstruating woman could produce. I actually can't even comment right now. I am at a loss for words. Later, we would hear that Peter phoned his mother to assist him as he could not stop the bleeding from the alleged piercing he tried to give Lisa. Peter would commute between Denmark and Bloemfontein and Peter would meet a new woman. So Peter used Lisa to secure a 600,000 kroner loan. But the new woman, Alta, would benefit him as well. She would be able to help him to get the necessary permits he needed in Bloemfontein. Alta had booked her stay at the lodge in advance, but one day she just disappeared. Alta had bought a house in Langernoven Park, Bloemfontein, Eden Glen, number 30, and said that Peter should move in with her. Peter would obtain a two-year work permit in South Africa. He would hunt outside of Bloemfontein and look for armor shops he could buy. Peter also looked at farms as the funds from Denmark that he procured was to invest in a building for fire protection materials for his thatching. And it would act as a security for the repayment of the loan to the Danish people. So Peter bought a farm. Kinda. He would sign the forms 
and send the sales documents to the IFU, which is the company. I want the FU, bro. (gasps) He would subsequently cancel the sale, but he would not inform the IFU that he canceled the sale. So according to them, he bought the property and they now have this security for him to repay this loan for the thatching business he wants to take to developing countries. Vivian would see Peter for a few weeks at a time throughout 2004 and 2005. One of Peter's employees in Denmark became worried because he'd always been suspicious that Peter mistreated his daughter, but now he grew concerned over the two sons as well. When Peter would come visit and take the kids with him, the kids would look scruffy and Peter would be without compassion for them or anyone else. In 2006, Peter flew to Denmark again, but only after a month in the country, Peter's neighbor phoned the police. At 8.30 on April the 6th, 2006, seven police officers and bomb dogs stood in front of the door. Peter was not there, and Vivian was called from work to come home. Vivian sat in the kitchen as the police searched the property. They also searched the couple's summer house. Machine guns, several rifles, and pistols were found. And there was an enormous amount of weapons hidden everywhere. Out of the 609 weapons found, something else would shock the police even more. Pornographic images showing female circumcision and severed genital parts. Peter hid with his mom. And after the four-day raid was concluded, he was on a plane back to South Africa. And she knew. Mm-hmm. This bitch. Wow. So as a fucked up mom, a fucked up grandfather, an alcoholic paraplegic as a father, a racist ex-wife... And the list just fucking goes on. No wonder he's cooked in his fucking brain. He's, you are the company you fucking keep. The reason the neighbor called the police is because Peter stole a watch worth 18,000 kroner from him. The families had dinner together and Peter wore the watch. Peter would that now is return. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to steal something from you. And then I'm going to show up with it. That actually reminds me of this really funny story of my brother. When he was in hostel, they <laughs> they were a religious school. So in the morning in hostel, they all had to stand in a circle and say a prayer. Yeah. During one of their morning prayers, his best friend got pickpocketed <laughs> mid-prayer. Mid-prayer. <laughs> Lost his phone. Okay. So him... This guy who got pickpocketed and his other friend, not my brother, they spent the whole day looking for this said phone. That's, this was on a Friday. Weekend passes, they all go home. Monday comes, they're all back. Well, Sunday comes, they're all back at school at hostel. And friend who helped look for phone comes to school with said phone. <laughs> saying, no, my mom bought me this phone this weekend. What? That just reminds me, same concept. And that's fucking crazy. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Peter would now return to his family yearly. And he would move through Sweden to get to Denmark. Now, I don't know how he did this. If, say, for instance, you can fly to Sweden. And then if there's not like a proper proper (laughs) border patrol there. 
Yeah. Or he went through some farms to make his way to Vivian. But anyway, this is what he did. And he would also send money to Vivian. If they wanted to, they would. <laughs> yeah. In 2007, Peter paid 650,000 rand for Impala arms in Bloemfontein. And in 2008, he would get permanent residence in South Africa. No, take him back to Denmark. We don't want him here. The Ministry of Justice gave Peter permission to export weapons to South Africa. But the Danish police did not pick this up as he was listed under a South African address. In 2007, Peter would celebrate Christmas with Alta and her daughter, her son-in-law and their two children. The son-in-law drank beer with Peter. At the lunch, he collapsed and paramedics arrived and he was pronounced dead. Nothing was found when an autopsy was performed. Oh God. Alta would invest 200,000 rand in Impala arms. Alta and Peter would be together for three years. Peter's eldest son would visit Bloemfontein for an educational trip. He was 18 years old. He stayed with Peter and Alta, but Peter and Alta's relationship grew sour and he moved out. Peter started going back to the lodge and he resumed his interests in black women. He would bring sex workers to the lodge and when Alta found out, she was like, you gotta go. Take your things and fork off. Well, better than fucking Vivian. So he moved into Eden Glen 50. Oh, no, man. She's number 30. He's, He's number, number 50. 50. And Alta started working at Impala Arms in 2009. Now, why would you do that? The two would still spend nights together, despite their spiraling relationship. Okay, maybe she's not better than Vivian. She would be a bookkeeper and... As things settled within the business, Peter searched for new excitements. One day, a Lesotho man came into Impala Arms, and he would introduce Peter to life in the kingdom. Lesotho is only one and a half to two hours drive from Bloemfontein, so Peter went and he visited the man in Lesotho. There he would meet a woman named Linneo. She worked at the hotel casino. The man from Lesotho had a large network that would be very useful for Peter, one of which would be the chief of police in the capital of Maseru. An order for 75,000 rands ammunition was placed by the police at Impala Arms. This would proceed to Peter wanting to open an Impala Arms in Lesotho. The red tape proved to be a bit of a hurdle for Peter. And Alta would be able to help him with the paperwork. But Peter thought that this demanded a different approach. A different woman. A black woman who was born in Lesotho. A woman who has a Lesotho ID. Peter decided that Linneo would be his golden ticket. Someone shoot this man in the head, please. Peter proposed to Linneo and paid... 5,000 rand labola to her grandmother. Are you going to explain it? You go, girl. So, for our non-South Africans, <clears throat> in certain cultures in Africa, I suppose, I guess, I don't know, in certain cultures, labola is used almost to pay respect to a family 
if a man is marrying a woman from that family, they will the man will often before the marriage pay Labola different ways you can do it. It's basically I don't know, almost like a respect thing. Yeah, proving you can provide. Provide and also thanking them for the money yeah. and resources they have spent in raising this beautiful woman to be your wife. Exactly. So it's almost like a big thank you for raising this boss ass bitch that I get to fucking marry. Yep. And it's also a sign of, I think, a respect thing. Yes. Um, especially when it comes from an interracial situation of, let's say, like this, a white man doing it. It is, I would assume, a big respect thing yep. of you also appreciating their culture yes. and the whole situation for what it is. Yeah, but it goes for interracial couples yeah all of the couples all of, all them. of them all of the above on the 7th of february 2009 peter was invited to a special ceremony high up in the mountains of lesotho mm. he would witness the circumcision of a man but according to peter he witnessed female circumcisions according to the un there is no traditions of female circumcision in lesotho but in peter's head there was of course the woman would be cut to tame them when peter told this to lineo who is a lesotho native she was surprised she wasn't aware of this practice nevertheless she moved to bloemfontein with him and got a job at the office of lawyer marius bruvar lineo lived with peter and his son but peter would become obsessed with circumcising lineo lineo wanted to leave but Peter hid her passport. In 2009, Lineo stayed behind as Peter accompanied his son back to Denmark. Through Sweden, once again. Now he's going to go see Vivian. Peter would spend a few days with Vivian. Nasty. And he secured a four-year contract in Sweden for almost three million kroner. Six, seven million rand? To thatch roofs in the summer months. He was able to provide Vivian with 200 to 300,000 kroner a year. She didn't care what Peter did, as long as she just got her money. I'm starting to hate this woman more and more. In September, Peter was back in Bloemfontein, and a month later, he decided it was time for Linneo to give him children. Linneo's life became a nightmare. He offered her family in Lesotho 10,000 rand to circumcise her as it was important for her to become clean. Lineo sat down and she wrote Peter a letter. She called him on his empty promises, as he promised that he would help renovate the homes in Lesotho for her family, and he would also pay for her brother to have an education. Mm. And she gave him an ultimatum. But Peter convinced her to stay. On November 18th, Peter wrote in his journal that Lineo was pregnant. He took a urine sample, so Lineo fled. Again, she left a letter. Peter reported her to the police in Lesotho for having an abortion, but Lineo said that she was never pregnant. He convinced a woman that worked at the law offices to testify that Lineo stole 2,500 rand from her bag, and Peter printed a large picture of Lineo and put it up at the Lesotho border. Lineo went into hiding. In Lesotho. So Peter searched for a new wife. 
On January 2010, he paid Tashidi for an evening together. Peter was in Lesotho to procure some diamonds. And after this transaction failed badly, he would continue into several diamond ventures. Because, you know, if you fail the first time, keep on, keep on trying. (laughs) A few days later... Sometimes you guys can just give up. It's okay. A few days later, Peter married Tzidi. With a marriage certificate in hand, he applied for a Lesotho ID. He was registered as a Basotho man. This white Danish guy. Yes. With a racist wife. Yes. (laughs) He could now open an Impala Arms in Lesotho. But he did not forget about Linneo. On April 2nd, he would pay her uncle a visit and offer him 20,000 rand so that he could marry Linneo and have her return with him to Bloom. But Linneo refused. So Peter hired a hitman. The hitman was so nervous that instead of shooting Linneo, he shot himself in the leg. An attempted murder charge was laid against Peter and he spent three nights in prison and was released on bail. What? In September 2010, Peter's Danish lawyer succeeded in reaching a settlement regarding his weapons case in Denmark from 2006. Peter received a six-month prison sentence. But Peter's in Bloemfontein. And in Bloemfontein, Peter would meet up with a judge from Lesotho at a club called Cubana. Two weeks later, the judge would return with all of Peter's case files. Peter paid the judge 3,500 rand and burned all the files. When Lenio went to the police and inquired about the developments in the case, she was told that there was no longer a case against Peter. Lenio would befriend a protective police officer and the two moved in together. The two would have a child together and when Peter found out, he was livid. On the 6th of August 2012, Linneo's brother was found in a pool of blood by the door of their childhood home. On this day, Peter's journal said, Plan B continued. Peter's new wife was a little bit more accommodating. He removed her labia and he would call his mother immediately after. Why would you want to tell your mother that? They're very close, eh? Oh, that's too close. When talking to his mother, he also told her that he had married CD. The mother wished her son well, but he did not tell Vivian, even though he spoke to her daily. He told Alta, who until then, Peter was trying to convince into giving their relationship another try. Oh, but I just got married in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> On the 13th of April, 2011, CD gave birth to a son, which they named Paul. <laughs> Peter told Vivian about the birth of this child. And Vivian was done with him. He told her that the child was an accident. But Vivian was racist and wanted nothing more to do with Peter. Obviously. Alta also found out and she wanted her investment back. So Peter fired Alta and then he sued her. He phoned the police and claimed that she stole from his business. But when this didn't go according to his plan... Peter had a plan B. Three men entered Alta's house and a fourth kept watch. They beat her and she was kicked in the stomach and all over the body and hit with a gun. The men stole her laptop and left as they thought she was dead. Oh, 
God. Alta spent three weeks in the hospital and then fled Bloemfontein to a secluded area. Everything, all of her evidence, all of the contracts, all of the proof of the illegal weapons, everything was on her laptop. Peter got hold of her phone number though. He would call her but not say anything. Peter just wanted her to know that he was in control. And he also wrote in his journal every time he would phone her. You're such a sick fuck. At Impala Arms in Bloemfontein, Peter hired a failed policeman as a manager. And in Masiro, he did the same. Peter's blood pressure was through the roof. You know, because man's experiencing some stress. Well, and you can imagine snipping up girls and having so many affairs and children. Might be a stressful lifestyle, maybe. So he got a blood clot in his eye. He lost 50% sight in that eye. <laughs> After being married for about a year to Tzidi, Peter would start complaining that Tzidi was lazy. Tzidi wanted to be with her child and she missed her friends and family back in Lesotho Maseru. She didn't want to be cut up anymore. She felt like she was a prisoner in her own home, but Peter was not about to stop. Here's my question. If he's already nobody snipped, why are you continuing? What are you, what else are you cutting? What else are you removing? He just removed her labia first. Now he wants to do the rest. Mm. Oh my god. In 2011, T.D. went to the police in Lesotho and reported Peter for cutting her genitals. She copied pictures that Peter took. Peter explained to the police that he did not want to expose his wife to the secret ceremonies in the mountains, which was part of their culture, so he decided it was better to do it at home. The police sent Tzidi home to resolve her marital problems within the four walls of her house. Welcome to South Africa. On the 11th of October 2015, Tzidi gave birth to another son. The boy was born in Lesotho and thus did not have a South African passport. Nor did Peter's name appear on the birth certificate. Vivian was told that another Frederiksen was born and Peter continued to phone her every day. In his diary, he wrote, Vivian, crazy now. It's a shame. Peter promised Vivian... I would pay good money to see this fucking diary. <laughs> it makes no sense, girl. He, that is how he writes. That is literally how I love he writes. That. Well, I don't love it. I love nothing about this man. Peter promised Vivian that they would be a family again. She just needed to be patient. He would move back to Denmark in 2015 as this was when his prison sentence would expire. An increasing number of young women from Lesotho would start working at Peter's weapon shop in Bloemfontein. Mm. Peter would find some himself, others he would have delivered. Peter would send them all for STD tests. And after the test came back clear, he would sleep with them and pierce their genitals. He noted all of this in his journal. He would write, new goal, her uncle is dead, mm. attempted piercing, two pills, she was too nervous. To avoid further mutilation, Tzidi would stay in Lesotho with her two sons and her daughter from a previous relationship. Peter would bounce between Bloemfontein and Lesotho. Tzidi took her two sons and her daughter to Bloemfontein less and less. And when Peter noticed this and complained about it, she would threaten him with the photos that she still had. 
So Peter kidnapped his eldest son and hurry back to Bloemfontein. Paul would be in the nursery school from 8am to 4pm. Everything else he would do with Peter. Every day he would go with Peter. Everything Peter did, little Paul would witness. Oh my God. On the 13th of April, 2014, Lene died. Peter's sister. The one he did all that fucked up shit to. Mm -hmm. That poor girl. She married the gallery owner and the two lived a a happiest life as they possibly could. Because she went a little bit off the rails. And she kind of got back on track. And then he saw her art and he was inspired. And then the two fell in love. Mm. Her widower, her husband, would say that she died from her grandfather and her brother's cruel treatment of her. Now, whether this was, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But she was 61 years old. That type of shit's going to haunt you forever. Yeah. That is so fucking sad that like, let me rephrase that because I'm going to get tuned about my luck. (laughs) It's just so sad to me that terrible, terrible things can happen. And those things can stop. You can carry on with life, but you will never forget those things. Those things are never going to go away. And unfortunately, sometimes the good things do not outweigh the bad. Mm -mm. That is very sad. One of the last things things she told her husband was that Peter should not be allowed to carry her coffin. That is super understandable. And that is part two. Girl, that was such a sad note. I know. Okay, part three on Wednesday. (laughs) My bad. I'm really sad now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, It's not getting better from here. But you guys must have a good week. Please touch some grass before you come back on Wednesday. Yeah. Really ground yourself. And And if you need a break. Yeah. Take a break. Take a break. Can come back to us next week yeah. and continue. It looks like B wants to take a break. I do. <laughs> but I've got a couple days. Yeah. Wow. So we will continue with part three and we will conclude with part three. <laughs> and as you heard, this is a lot. Mm. And I have compressed it as much as I possibly could. But yeah, it's, it's going to get crazy. Have a good week, guys. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, make some reasonable choices. Drink a glass of water. Mm. Know what it feels like to be a human being. <laughs> Please. Bye. Bye.